This is News Talk on the VOCM Bigland FM radio network. The views and opinions on this program are not necessarily those of this station. And now your News Talk host, Linda Swain. Well, good afternoon, everyone. (laughs) It's only been a few hours since I was last on the air, but hello again. (laughs) Uh, Welcome to this afternoon is all I can say. Um, Claudette, we had a lovely weekend. Oh, yes. Very busy weekend. How was your Mother's Day? Uh, it was great. I got into the backyard and got some dirt under my fingernails. So You've anytime that, that happens, yeah. I'm a happy camper. Good. Yeah. yeah. And I went for a very long, long bike ride, which I thoroughly enjoyed on the trailway in Paradise, which is just like going on pavement. It was beautiful. Yeah, uh, is it the same one I'm thinking of there off uh, Topsail Road? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it goes on forever, right? right? So, yeah, in the vicinity of Octagon Pond, for instance, yeah. It nice. Was beautiful. Yeah, it is a nice little spot, I must say. So, good. We both got out, got some Yay. fresh air in our lungs. That's all good. It's excellent. Well, Richard Duggan got some fresh air in his lungs and some sunshine on his face today. He was in Holyrood for the official launch of the launch. It's the Marine Institute's new facility in Holyrood. It's a marine living lab that gives students a near Arctic environment to test. Well, there's the words, isn't it? Near Arctic environment. Um, I think the truth is told there about our real uh, what would you call it? Climate here. There you go. <laughs> I'm looking at Claudette. And, She's and I was trying to think, what word is she looking for? <laughs> <laughs> and we both just locked eyes and went, uh, what's next? Well, yeah, a near Arctic environment to test new technology and train in harsh conditions. Its oceanfront location gives students direct access to the ocean for their work. As well, it includes bright educational areas and workshops and you know Richard showed me a few pictures on his phone of this uh, location it's better than the view from the rooms oh it's beautiful I saw the video on social media too just gorgeous what a spot to work in I don't know I'd be awful distracted there but uh, you would too with the views (laughs) gosh yes especially if the whales come in like they did last (laughs) year into Holyrood Um, well the new building itself is named after the late Dr. Arthur May who served as MUN president from 1990 to 1999. Members of May's family were on hand for the official launch of the launch in Holyrood this morning, and here's his son, Stephen. I came here today wondering what I would say about Dad, um, and I said to myself, I wonder what he would have said today. And when I uh, came in and saw the um, language for the, uh, for the launch, and its motto was real as it gets. Um, It brought me back to a photograph my sister Maria uh, uh, took yesterday. She cheated. She came here yesterday to take a picture of the building and to uh, send us a text with uh, Dad's name on the the building. And while uh, the motto may be as real as it gets, for us it's a little surreal. Dad would have been honored and humbled to have this uh, building named after him. While he had many achievements, uh, serving as president of his university was his proudest. That memorial in the Marine Institute would commemorate his service by naming this building would have been greatly appreciated. He would have probably um, appreciated it more than the naming of the vessel, 
because I remember him saying at one point, you never want your name to go on a boat. <laughs> if it sinks, your name is forever linked with a marine disaster. He, I think, would have noted the importance of memorial and of this building, as Dr. Brett has noted, in bringing people together to share knowledge, which is the role of any post-secondary institution. The role is to understand the past, assess the present, and plan the future. And all those themes are in this room today. We didn't know that Dad's thesis would be here, but his thesis on the Northern Cod helps us understand our past. The uh, inscription below on the little plaque uh, talks about his chairmanship of One Ocean, which has brought uh, the industry of ocean industries together, not only in fishing, but also in oil and gas, so as to assess activities to maintain the health of our oceans. And when Dr. Brett spoke today of mapping 25% of the ocean floor and looking by 2030 to have it finished, it reflected the importance of planning for the future. Those, that concept of bringing people and knowledge together is reflected in the purpose behind this building and premises. The purpose of the launch is to bring the best and brightest marine science together to work in collaboration to support ocean health and to enhance the economic prosperity that has sustained this place since the first of us looked to it for its livelihood. There are many in the university that could have been considered for this honor. He would have been humbled to be thought of as the most deserving. But for his family, the university couldn't make, have made a better choice. On behalf of my mother, his sister Carla, myself, my sisters Heather and Maria, my brother Douglas, and their grandchildren who are here today, I want to thank the university for this dedication and to continued success in developing the future of this place we call home. Thank you. Well, there you go. Stephen May, the son of Dr. Art May, former MUN president and well known uh, for his work and research into the fisheries here in Newfoundland and Labrador. Some would argue uh, no better uh, or fitting individual to be and to name that uh, new research facility after uh, in Holyrood. The launch was officially launched today. And as I said, you can hear the emotion in Stephen May's voice. Well, when we come back after the break. Artificial intelligence is becoming more prevalent in our daily lives, but how much do you actually know about it? Well, a recent survey was done of Canadians and uh, the results may surprise you. Right, that uh, just after this. Weekday mornings from 5.30 to 9. Jumpstart your day with Jerry Lynn Mackey and Ben Murphy. Newsmakers, traffic, weather, and more during your VOCM morning show. And we're back. And um, Claudette, how much do you know about artificial intelligence? 
Hmm. Uh, probably not a, as much as I should know. Uh, I always blindly click OK or whatever anytime I'm asked for information on my phone. Like, so I, I know I'm being tracked for a hundred different things. So no, uh, I don't know. Ah, um, but generally speaking, I would say that if you're doing that, you're okay with the people that you are interacting with having a bit of information yeah, on you so well, that they can give send you things I that guess you're interested so, that in. I'm interested in, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise you'd have nothing on your phone if you didn't press okay or accept. <laughs> I guess. Um, how would you feel if political parties were tracking that? Ooh, uh, I don't, you know, I, I'm a very, I feel that I'm a very private person. I feel that the whole thing bothers me, but then again, I'm not willing to give up my phone and all the perks. So I right. guess eventually I'd get over it. Right. <laughs> uh, so political parties, uh, doesn't really bother you, kind of bothers you. Well, I mean, aside from robocalls, I, I can't picture it making too much of a difference in my life. It depends. Governments? Well, you know, I'm not doing anything wrong, <laughs> so they would be pretty bored tracking yeah. me. Put it that way. Foreign governments? <laughs> oh, now you're really. Do you has, do you feel the hesitation and the uncomfortable? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm sense? asking these questions for a reason, and yeah. I'm not trying to put you on the yeah, yeah. on the spot, but I'm kind of using you as the every Everyday person who kind of uses these things yeah. and doesn't give a lot of I wouldn't you know extra thought to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, criminals. Criminal uh, organizations? Now, that I would have a huge problem right? with. Yes. But how do you know who are the bad actors and how do you know who are... You don't. Exactly. You don't. You're, I feel that we're all gambling every day with mm -hmm. our privacy. Yep. Yep. There, well, privacy is an illusion. None of us have privacy As anymore. soon as you step out, we don't have a yeah. right, really, And all of these of things, you know, I find it funny that your phone, the first thing your phone will do when you get a new phone is uh -huh. it will ask for your fingerprint. Yes, that's for privacy. Right. Why does it want my fingerprint? I, for privacy. Why does my phone want my <laughs> fingerprint? No, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're not getting my fingerprint. Oh, it got mine. It got my <laughs> face. And I mean, it pro and, and your face. Yeah. And, you know, when you're sharing all of yeah, these yeah. things on social media, all of this is data that's being collected. collected. Yeah. Yeah. And is being used to perfect AI. And, I mean, I find it scary enough, maybe I'm going off a little bit topic, but, like, as soon as I mention something, I could be in conversation with, say, you about something right now, and, and then all of a sudden in my feed, it's a commercial yeah. or it's all these products are coming up. Yeah. So it, turn off turn off the, um, the voice. Right. Yeah. That's the least I can do, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it is scary. It is. Uh, yeah. I can remember singing, um, what was it, that foolish old song, Skinnamarinky-dinky-dink, oh, yeah, yeah. to my son in and? my living room, and I had the phone turned off. Right. I mean, the, 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 the voice recognition on my phone turned off, which I always do. And uh, lo and behold, in my feed came up, Skinner whoever they oh, the, are, the ones that Sharon sing it, Lois. Sharon Lois and Brown. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And you know what it was? It's the television. The television is listening to you. Oh, yeah, the so, smart TVs and also Google. Um, yeah. Hey, Google. Yeah, I don't, I'm not, not in my house. <laughs> Thank you very much. 
No, sir. Um, but, you know, a lot of people think I'm square. But anyway, how much do you know about AI? I am not trying to put you on the spot in any way, shape, or form, uh, Claudette. But maybe it's given our uh, listeners some pause for thought. Well, artificial intelligence, as we just explained, is becoming a lot more prevalent in our daily lives. But a new survey conducted by Narrative Research shows a general lack of understanding of AI and the increasing variety of ways we're interacting with it. CEO of Narrative Research, Margaret Brigley, is on the line. Well, Margaret Brigley, there's so much talk of late about artificial intelligence, but what does it mean? You've done a survey on it and it and you found that not a lot of people seem to know. That's right. What artificial intelligence is obviously becoming increasingly common in all of our uh, daily lives. And we were wondering how familiar are Canadians with AI and its daily impact. And what we found was really interesting. Um, we did a national study recently, and uh, we saw that most Canadians, so 61%, said they've got some degree of familiarity with AI. And not surprisingly, the younger people are, the, the more aware or familiar they are um, with AI. But what's interesting is that there seems to be a disconnect between um, public perception and reality. When we ask them whether they've had contact with or use of an AI application, um, most are saying no or don't know, and that's, that's quite different from our reality. So what does that mean exactly? When you say it's different in our reality, how much does AI influence what we do and how we do it? Well, this is what's interesting. So 38% said, yes, I've been in contact with or I've used an AI application. But our reality is all of our lives are impacted by artificial intelligence on a daily basis. I mean, if you're using a smartphone, if you're using the Internet or buying products online, um, using navigation tools like GPS, uh, and when we travel, even if you spend time on social media or you're watching movies or shows on a streaming service uh, um, or, or interacting with virtual assistants like Siri or Alexa, even listening to songs on our favorite mu music streaming service, AI is impacting our choices. Uh, I think we've all been searching something online and suddenly we've got ads that are prompting us for those same kind of products that we were searching out. That's the infiltration of AI. So it's touching all of our lives. And uh, people just only 38% said, yes, they are in contact with or interact with AI on a regular basis. That suggests a little bit of a disconnect. Yeah, naturally, because those algorithms, anything that says this is chosen for you, mm -hmm. <laughs> is something's <laughs> analyzing your data and spitting back what it thinks you like. Exactly. So very interesting to see to see this uh, this difference. But what else? What else is really interesting is we asked about Chat GPT, and I don't know how familiar you are with that. But in you know, it was just the end of last year that um, um, Chat GPT was launched. That's an AI-powered language processing tool. And since that's been introduced, um, uh, in a matter of months, hundreds of millions of users um, are making use of um, that chat bot or processing tool. And this is something that, you know, ChatGPT, it's free of charge and it can answer questions and it can help with things like writing emails or essays or code. 
And um, so we asked people whether they're aware of it. Well, most are. 62% said yes, they are. And only 36% have actually used ChatGPT. But what's really interesting is when we asked those younger folks, um, uh, we saw that um, uh, younger Canadians, those 18 to 24, they're notably more likely to be aware of ChatGPT and almost four times as likely as older Canadians to have personally used the uh, AI-powered tool. Any questions in in your survey about um, government regulation of this sort of uh, technology, or is that something that is yet to come? Well, we did ask that in the survey, and we will be sharing some of those uh, in the near future, but we did see that by far the vast majority, over 8 in 10, say that it needs to be regulated. And and there is some worry there in terms of what risks might be associated with uh, AI. Um, so there's no question that that uh, uh, the more we become familiar and aware of AI and its implications and interaction in our daily life, I think people will start to question what regulations are here to protect us. Margaret Brigley, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, Margaret Brigley, of course, is the CEO of Narrative Research. So we're going to hear a little bit more about her research into um, uh, people's understanding of uh, regulations around that and whether or not they want to see regulations. And we've been looking at these kinds of things for some time now. Social media is an experiment, a social experiment that some people would say is wildly successful and other people might say has been a unmitigated, um, well, disaster for some people. I mean, um, we've seen mental health uh, plummet since the um, uh, onset of social media because our sense of self and that sort of thing is all wrapped up in these kinds of things. If you don't watch what you're doing and you're not careful about, you know, keeping that perspective, I suppose. Uh, For you and I, Claudette, I don't want to give away our ages or anything, but, you know, we went through school and we went through our our formative years without having to worry about anyone taking pictures of us and sharing it on social media or saying things about us on social media. I mean, there's still stuff going on behind the scenes and, you know, that'll always exist. Good. (laughs) But, But it was forgotten. Exactly. I mean, unless you're going to wait a couple of weeks to get your pictures. <laughs> right? Go up to two developed at two tons. Yeah. And get a double set so you can give some to mom or your yeah. best friend or whatever. With a white border. <laughs> Glossier Mac. <Right. laughs> we had it so good, Linda. <laughs> we really did. But you didn't have to worry about that stuff. Yeah. And yeah. now it's constant. It's continual. We're constantly and, comparing ourselves. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. people are taking pictures or little videos of scenarios that they perceive to be something going on mm-hmm. and they don't have the full picture they don't have all the context and they're sharing it and others are sharing it and then it, it becomes viral so to speak and and the context is lost and the person who is in that 
is exposed. Yeah, suffers the consequences. It's really quite extraordinary. So we haven't seen any regulation of that kind of thing. So when you have something like AI, which can be a fabulous tool for helping us, and we've seen the ways in which it can help us. If you say, Alexa, uh, what's the recipe for, what can I use, you know, hamburger, cheese, and <laughs> carrots in, right? Yeah. Uh, because people do it all the time. It's very convenient. Very convenient. Um, or you can ask your fridge what's in the fridge, <laughs> right? When you're at work. Things I know, like it, that. It's wild. Sometimes you can get too much. <laughs> it's helpful. But what about if AI is starting to decide what strategies should be used for something much bigger than that? Mm -hmm. uh, warfare or social um, uh, programming or things like that, where it doesn't judge according to things that you and I would take into account, like how, do, how would people feel about that or how would this hurt or, or benefit a person? It's looking at numbers, it's looking at figures. So it's all stuff. And even the creators of AI have said, you know, there's some downfalls here and we should be tread very carefully as we go forward. Maybe we need to have a day of the week where we are just not plugged in <laughs> just to fool up the algorithm. <laughs> Amen to that, sister. I, I mean, uh, uh, we're, we're saddled to this now. We I'm are, holding yeah. up the phone. We're saddled to it now. There's really, I mean, how do you go back? But uh, I do enjoy those moments when I get out around the bay and I've got no service. I have, have to, to say, plug. it is delightful. It is. Yeah. I love it. It's hard. Some people can't go so many minutes without their phone. Yeah. But, I mean, it looks like that we need to. I mean, yeah. especially if we're just constantly being... Yeah. recruited and for my, information. My phone is constantly reminding me. Is like, you know, you know that your uh, your usage was down last oh, week. Oh yes. It's like, yeah, good. <laughs> I'm glad. Anyway, you're not productive, <laughs> Linda. <laughs> I digress. I really, I don't want to come across as a luddite, but it's all things for us to think about because we just willing and we have this sense of um, uh, goodwill that not everybody has. True. Right? Yeah. And we trust other people's goodwill. And then and others will exploit it through technology like exactly. AI. So just uh, just be aware. Oh, coming up, um, pulling out all the stops for a group of migrant Mexican workers in St. Mary's Bay. As you know, they're not doing much work at the crab plant. This is News Talk on VOCM. Every Saturday is perfect for a night at the cabin. The Cabin Party with Brian O'Connell. Saturday night starting at 7 p.m. on VOCM. And we're back. Well, imagine coming to Newfoundland to work only to find out that the job you were hired to do has been delayed due to circumstances beyond your control. Well, that's the situation facing dozens of migrant Mexican workers who arrived in St. Mary's Bay a few weeks ago to work at the local crab plant. The impasse in the fishery continues, of course, meaning that the workers are idle. That's where the community of St. Mary's Bay have stepped in, rolling out the red carpet and doing their best to make the workers welcome and keep them engaged. The hope, according to Riverhead Mayor Sheila Lee, is that the workers will remember the warmth and kindness shown to them and will return, hopefully on a more permanent basis. The mayor joins me now. Riverhead Mayor Sheila Lee, I understand you have a, a group of new citizens in the area who were brought in to work at the fish plant. We know what's happening with that right now, but you're hoping to convince them to stick around. What's happening there? Well, actually, uh, we've had 141 Mexicans land in St. John's Airport, I'm thinking probably about two weeks ago. 
and they're all they're all, they all came charter flight came and they're all come to work at the plant in St Mary's which which is a great big story for us you know here was an idle plant that for years that now has been transformed into a state of the art building and uh, local residents got first chance at work but when they had a job fair and found out who was interested and accommodated them well then the next step was to bring in foreign workers which I always believe for many years now the, these people can be the saviors of our rural communities if we can convince them to make their home here so anyway they landed and of course um the, the in the local stores in St Mary's, uh, when people go down to shop uh, for the first few days, they were they they, they were in shock because there were so many Mexicans floating around in the stores, you know, and we're not used to having stores crowded like that, and and especially with people from from a different part of the world. So then, of course, uh, people were interested and anxious, you know, to, to to find out about them and everything. And, of course, being the curious person I am and being the person who is a firm believer in immigration, uh, I personally wanted to get a feeling about those people. So I've, been, I've managed now to, to have some interaction with them, to meet them, to show them our fit, a lovely fitness center, which they were crazy about. Um, I'm hoping to invite, I have with six in Riverhead, I'm hoping to invite them over for a nice meal with me now later this week. And I'm also hoping that to involve them in our community cleanup, we'll probably, we'll probably have a big one over the weekend, maybe starting on Friday. Um, you know, in common areas, people take sections and clean them, which is wonderful. And we have a contest on the go. Names will go, the pictures will be taken, names will go into a draw, and I will be giving out four $25 gift certificates to the lucky winners. But anyway, St. Mary's now, I have a friend in St. Mary's, David Fagan, and David was the fellow I got to come up and open the gym. So right, right away, he bonded with him. So yesterday, uh, uh, and the day before, I think, um, I think it was Saturday, David had, I forget how many of them, probably 13 or 14 of them that were in, in an area in some areas. He had them calm. He had them, he had them help put up the new flags for the battery. They even put a Mexican flag there for him. He had them all stand and sing their national anthem while, while we, they sang, you know, who was there in Newfoundland, sang their national anthem. And then he invited them back to his big shed, and he put off a beautiful barbecue for him. And then on top of that, he uh, he 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 had happened to have a little Qatar there or something, and one of them picked up the Qatar, and they discovered that that this guy was really good at singing and playing. So they had a they had a lovely little singing session, and uh, and and he had pictures posted on Facebook now, and it's just lovely. It's just lovely to see the, the smiles and the lovely interaction. I'm also hoping we have a we have a school down in St Mary's that's virtually empty, sadly, because of after declining enrollment. But I hope I'm hoping I can talk to the principal and to the phys ed teacher. I'm hoping to see if they can arrange for those people to come to the school, local school, to be able to have a tour, to be able to sit down and have interaction with the children, because they do have a few very good interpreters with them. And in fact, I communicate with them through the phone because they have this app where I can tell them what I'm, I can ask them what I want to ask them or tell them, and they can respond to me that way, which is a big help. 
And I'm hoping to have a beautiful big gym down there. I'm hoping to get him into, a, into having a game of basketball or something. And they have a big field across the road. And with good weather, I'm hoping they'll, they'll be able to plan uh, outdoor sports. I'm sure they would love it. They seem like they just want to jump in. Um, and I'm sure the other communities like the Gaskers and St. Mary's will probably, you know, take on something as well. We have a great senior club in St. Mary's that have seniors from different parts of the region, a part of it. And I think that they probably, if I talk to them, they would probably like to host an afternoon or an evening and uh, be able to uh, have some nice uh, conversation. You know, I think it's important for our children to learn about this new culture now that's coming here. And it's important for our seniors to get an appreciation of them. And I think it's important for the Mexicans to, to learn as much as possible and to get an appreciation for all of us and who we are. And I want them to leave with the greatest experience could ever have. I want them to feel that they were welcomed, that they were included in any, every way possible, that they were treated with respect and loads of kindness. And I want them to go back and say, uh, it's true, Newfoundland is the friendliest place in the world to come to live. Now, they've gotten this warm welcome, but they came here to work. Is there a concern that they may, in, in the end, not be able to, to get that work that they were looking for? I'm sure there is, but I haven't detected anything in their spirits or in their mood up to now, and um, I'm not sure what the, what the contract, uh, you know, involves with bringing them here, but I would think there's probably a pretty tight tight-clad contract and so I'm sure you know in the event of something not going the way they had hoped they're going to go I'm sure they're going to try to do their best to at least provide at least some of the stuff that they promised them and I mean, I'm hopeful. I know this terribly, terribly serious what's going on in our fishery now. And my heart goes out to everybody involved. Uh, but I'm praying, praying, really praying hard that that something will get resolved this week. I know there are meetings and everything, and I'm praying that before the end of this week, the boats will be on the water and these people will, in the following week, will have lots and lots of work. So regardless of what happens, I guess you're hoping that this warm welcome that they're receiving will resonate with them and and cause them to maybe think twice about uh, maybe moving here? Well, that's the whole idea. I mean, in other places, if people study some other places, like under Labrador or under, down, let's see, in those places, uh, this is exactly what happened. People came in, had to bring farm workers in to work in not just the fishery, but in other, because you, as you know, all industries now are suffering for lack of workers. And they've had instances now where people have met up with people, uh, where people have brought over their family, and they have made it their home. So I, I'm hoping that we're going to be able to do the same. And I should mention also, when they came here, if that was, if you probably remember, uh, past, well, especially the last week before, last week, it was extremely cold and windy. And, of course, they were shivering because they came from a hot area. But, you know, our local store owner, Steve Ryan, put up a big post and asked everybody who would have some nice warm clothes in good condition to consider donating them. And you would not believe the response. Everywhere I look now, I see them walking around with lovely hoodies, and I know by the, by the uh, signs and symbols on them that they were given to them through this, through this, through this uh, clothing drive. And now we're saying if anybody has a bike 
an old bike or a bike that you can, you know, fix up a bit or whatever and can park with. We're also trying to find a few bikes for them so they can jump on and and be able to to go around, you know. And I'm hoping myself in my vehicle for the boys here in Riverhead, I'm hoping to be able to take them. I've been tied up now. I will be tied up now until Wednesday, but I'm hoping also to take them on little trips to other parts of the Irish Loop to let them see, you know, what we have to offer. Like St. Vincent's Beach, for example, they can't go home without visiting St. Vincent's Beach. So uh, I'm excited and I'm I'm uh, delighted that we have warm people in our region. I see nice comments now being posted from those few things that are happening. And I'm hoping we're going to see a whole lot of more pictures and different things happening over the next week. Sheila Lee, really appreciate your time. Thank you. Oh, you're more than welcome, my dear. Sure, my gosh, I might you know, uh, thank God we may be lacking in some things, but thank God we still have what our ancestors passed on to us, and that is kindness and and being there for somebody who who have come from a country and are total strangers with coming into a place with new faces, a different language, not knowing what to expect. Sure, isn't that isn't that what being a good person is all about? <laughs> isn't it, though? <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, she, quite nice, isn't it? She's the embodiment of kindness and compassion. I can feel the positivity just yeah, oozing out no, of the radio. that's wonderful to hear. Absolutely wonderful to hear. And, uh, I mean, it's tough enough to be in a strange country. It's a whole other thing to be in a strange country expecting to work, and you're not working. And then being stuck in, you know, mm-hmm. wherever they put you to, to live. And, that and not knowing a, anyone, speaking the language. Not knowing anyone, having no friends, no way to communicate mm-hmm. with people. And uh, having people, you know, champion invite, inviting you over for, for a barbecue. Yes. <laughs> and I've seen some of the pictures, by the way, and they all look like they're having a great time. A cold time, <laughs> yes. but a great time. So, um, yeah, and that's the stuff you do remember, isn't it, Claudette? Yeah, so, I mean, like, like you said, you did bring up the, the concerns about coming here and not being able to work, but to be able to leave saying, my gosh, I felt like I was at home because of the people, that says a lot, and it goes far, too. Yeah, and she's thinking, right? She's thinking. She's taking them on a tour of the school, right? <laughs> this Meeting, is the school like we have. all the networking, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, that's how, that's how you... Encourage immigration, (laughs) right? Uh, Anyway, they're doing it in a very typical Newfoundland way in St. Mary's Bay. Good on them. Hopefully, um, some of our uh, Mexican friends who are down here for work, now a lot of uh, migrant workers, that's what they do. They go from place to place to Mm -hmm. place to place to place. And so this might be one of a dozen different places they're working over the course of a year. But... um, uh, who knows? Maybe that... Uh, they can be charmed. They, yeah. <laughs> Terra Nova. I like it there. Um, coming up, the snowbirds are coming to CBS. Yes. I know you're excited. I am. I'm hoping that I could see it from my parents' uh, backyard. I'm sure you will. Yeah. Well, uh, I had a chat with Darren Bent late last week, um, and I'm going to um, let you know what he has to say oh, about good. that coming up right after this. This is News Talk on VOCM. Nutrition, exercise, keeping the cold at bay. Whatever keeps you feeling great, the Wellness and Healthy Lifestyle Show on your VOCM. Well, the town of Conception Bay South is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year, and one of the country's most popular traveling attractions will be part of the festivities. The Snowbirds are coming next month to put on a unique show. I spoke with CBS Mayor Darren Bent about what's in store. Darren Bent, 50 years, hard to imagine. 
Well, 50 years is uh, not that long a time for most of us out here that, uh, that uh, think back over the years, but a lot has changed in those 50 years. How do you establish uh, CBS being 50 years old, where we went through that whole amalgamation process back in the 90s? How does, what do you base that on? Well, you know, the amalgamation that occurred back in 1973, uh, and I wasn't here, of course, when that happened, and, and there are people that were that could tell the story better, but, you know, it, was an, it wasn't easy, like all amalgamations. You know, there was a lot of talk, a lot of negotiation, and uh, most of the communities that are part of Conception Bay South now joined in back in 1973, and a couple others a little later on. It took a little bit more time. But, you know, uh, the nine communities that now make up Conception Bay South, I think, would agree that from a, a an organizational and from a municipal standpoint and, and stronger together uh, would be the be the motto, I suppose, in, in some respects. Our motto of the town is together we stand. And indeed, that is the case with these nine communities. And I think all the areas are better for it and, uh, you know, have been able to progress themselves uh, quite nicely. You know, uh, uh, some areas may be more so than others, but I think all would agree that as a community, we stand apart from all other communities in uh, the province of Newfoundland and Labrador, second largest in population and absolutely beautiful and better weather than most places you go. Uh, you know, uh, Conception Bay South has been a great success of its own amalgamation. You know, I have to admit, coming over the highway and you're in the densest kind of fog or rain or spitting something at you, and all of a sudden you crest that hill, and lo and behold, CBS is in the sunshine. Makes you feel better, doesn't it? It certainly does, especially for us sun-starved individuals. So you're pulling out the stop, all the stops now for the 50th anniversary. What's happening? Well, the big thing today, of course, is we're talking about the Snowbirds Festival, which we are hosting here on June 24th. A fantastic uh, uh, situation where the, uh, the Canadian Forces Snowbirds are coming to Conception Bay South for the second time, but they're coming with a special show, especially for our 50th anniversary. Um, you know, the, the first event of the day is going to start off at 10 o'clock in the morning down at the Conception Bay South Arena, and we're going to have an opportunity for, for all the people that want to come out to meet the pilots, uh, get some autographs and so forth, and uh, a, a great event for enthusiasts of the snowbirds and, and airplanes and to be able to talk to these uh, pilots, uh, a fantastic opportunity for our residents, and we invite one and all to come out to Conception Bay South uh, for this event. And then at 3 o'clock is the big show. And, uh, you know, the, the Snowbirds, Snowbirds are going to uh, perform a special show here in Conception Bay South uh, to highlight our 50th anniversary. Uh, it's a, they're telling us it's going to be a 50-minute show with 50 different formations and maneuvers, uh, solo passes, nine plane formations, of course, nine communities at Conception Bay South. Uh, they're going to do the rolls, the loops, all the things that the uh, snowbirds have become world famous for, and they're going to do it here right in Conception Bay South. And, you know, Linda, the uh, snowbirds were here back in uh, 2016, and when they did Conception Bay South show back in 2016, the town of CBS won Best Show of the Year award from the snowbirds from their tour of the country that year. And viewing, I would imagine, is so great because you've got that really long shoreline. It's all out over Conception Bay, and they've got lots of places to maneuver and, and no you know, impediments to viewing them. Well, we've got a 14-kilometer-long trailway, and we encourage 
folks to get out on that. Uh, you could probably see this show from most points on that. You know, but we're going to have a uh, static show that day down at St. Uh, Edward's Field, the school field down Longshore Road. And uh, down there will be uh, helicopters and other uh, things that uh, families can come down and see and, uh, and, uh, and enjoy. And a fantastic vantage point for the show right over Conception Bay. We encourage all the boaters of Conception Bay to get in their boats and go out. What a fantastic way to see the, uh, see the show then from your boat right out on the bay. Um, but also we're uh, telling people that we're having shuttles down to that area as well from the Conception Bay South Arena. And to be honest with you, the, the arena is a great area to view it from as well. But if you want to get closer, get on one of the shuttles. We'll take you right down to St. Edwards Field where you can see it right up close. The one thing we are saying, though, uh, Linda, for safety reasons, absolutely no parking along Peacekeeper's Way. Uh, the RNC are, uh, uh, will be patrolling. We can't have people up there on the highway. It's just simply too dangerous, and we encourage people to stay away from that area. Go out there, get your parking spot up at the arena. We've got lots of parking up there and in other areas, other places in that area, and uh, be able to enjoy it safely from uh, either our trailway, right down to St. Edwards Field, or any, or any higher location throughout the town. So Saturday, June 24th, hopefully that sunshine that Conception Bay South has become known for will be in abundance. Absolutely. Uh, there'll be concessions available down at the field. Bring your, uh, bring your chairs, uh, set up for a nice day, and I'm absolutely sure the weather's going to be fine. And, of course, uh, if it is not, uh, unfortunately the snowbirds will have to cancel. But uh, we believe that we've got a, uh, the best chance for best weather uh, for that afternoon. So it's, uh, it's going to be a great day here in Conception Bay South. And isn't it absolutely incredible that the world-famous snowbirds are designing their show to highlight Conception Bay South's 50th anniversary. They're doing that just for us. Darren Bent, really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. So, what's the weather going to be like January, uh, uh, June 24th? <laughs> no, no, don't say it, don't say it. Don't say it. Um, well, it's hard to tell in it June is. month, isn't it? It because is very hard. Because we've had many, many a Canada Day morning to watch the sunrise from Signal Hill and... You just can see the, it's getting lighter, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and also, I don't know how much of a factor the wind would have to play in this. And exactly. the winds have been so, like, harsh, yeah. I feel, in the past few summers. So yeah. it's really yeah. hard to, to make that call. Yeah, well, fingers crossed it all goes well. They got quite the show uh, set up there, and um, you get to meet the pilots, and there's going to be a static show with the, some of the planes and helicopters and that sort of thing at St. Edward's Field. So uh, lots to do in CBS. Oh, the trailway, which goes along that shoreline, I would suspect that's going to be lined off with people all excited to see that. I would expect, and I, I'm, I've walked a bit of that trailway before, and uh, wow, it is extensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've only done a short period of it, and I was like, wow. It, I know. I it's, can it's, walk all the way to Holyrood if I wanted <laughs> you to. You could. <laughs> I try, I, I'm just excited that they are going to be extending it and making it a little bit more palatable for people who want to bike or walk because it's a little bit rough in areas, but uh, they're getting there. Yeah, and it, does it go out near the shoreline as well? Yeah, it's yeah. right out on the shore. So yeah, because I've only been up in the upper area in the ah, trees and stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So you could be uh, just walking along and then, you know, a dory could be just going by or, dun, 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 dun. or a yacht. It could be just 
anybody out in a kayak. It's great. It's yeah. just great for the soul. It is. And yeah. in Newfoundland, is always like, what are you at? Oh, yeah. You cannot Beautiful go. Beautiful day. <laughs> and sometimes, if you're lucky, there's there are those goats from uh, the, oh, gosh, what is that name of that farm? But it's right alongside the pumpkin patch. And it's they have uh, just goats that could be there it's just well wonderful to be you sold me on goats right right all you had to do i have a cousin sharon and every time she sees a goat or whatever she sends me a picture of a goat (laughs) of course and every time i see a goat i send her a picture of a goat. well you know and if anybody knows linda then and you have to get a gift for her there is something called goat yoga from time to time in st john's (laughs) i can picture you doing that i'd rather be out in the field in the grass and (laughs) giving them a bit of grass or something no goat on Uh, top of you when you're doing the downward dog yeah that's less uh, in enticing to me but I, you know i'll do it I, anything anything once um but yeah oh goats uh my cousin sharon and i both swear that I, I i can foresee it now someday when we're little old ladies we'll be living together and we'll have be surrounded by goats oh i love that and cats i love that for you <laughs> Um, I don't know what my husband will say about that, but anyway. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Uh, CBS, uh, June 24th, the Snowbirds Festival for their 50th anniversary. And that's hard to imagine as well that CBS is uh, celebrating its 50th anniversary. A lot of communities in and around Newfoundland started to become incorporated in the early 1970s. And we're around that time now, yeah. aren't we, in the 50-year in the range. So I would imagine over time you'll see a lot more uh, interesting types of celebrations marking 50th anniversary of incorporation over the next little while uh that's it for us for today we'll be back tomorrow i do hope you'll be able to join us then not sure what the situation will be for open line just yet uh, depending on how patty's feeling but i may be back there as well so uh, thanks for listening everyone